Round two. Well, let me All just right, make I have significantly less stuff open now. Fantastic. Your quality dropped for a half second there, by the way. Yeah. Actually, let me pause the stream so that doesn't happen again. I was about to say, because, like, you're... I think your computer's hiccuping a little bit. Probably more your internet, but, you know. Yeah. All right, so... All right. Not dropping any frames. We dropped down to seven frames per second, and then you stopped talking, but I kept talking, and I was like, wait a second, my mouse doesn't move anymore. <laughs> what uh, was the last thing you heard me say? I have no idea. All right, well, we seem to be doing fine again. All right, so... All right, well... I guess I'll count us down again. All right. QWERTY Podcast Episode 2, Take 2. In 5, <laughs> 4, 17, 1. Hello, <laughs> friends, and welcome to Episode 2 of the QWERTY Podcast. Uh, this is our second attempt at recording this because of some te technical difficulties. Anyways, uh, I'm Coach, as always, joined by my co-host, Nick. Nick, how are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. <laughs> Right. Except for, you know, the problems, which have been fun. Well, we will pretend <laughs> that those didn't happen. Yeah. So. <laughs> All right, well, let's get right into it and hope this doesn't happen again. Uh, Nick, what have you been playing this week? Uh, a whole lot of nothing, to be absolutely honest with you. Um, for the past week, I've done really no gaming, except for earlier today where I played some Battlefield 4. Um... But outside of that, I haven't played anything. So, well, uh, I played a little bit this week. I got not so heavily into CS:GO as I usually do. I played <clears> one competitive match, and that was basically it. Didn't enjoy it because of some bad teammates. But you know, that's that's what you get for playing multiplayer games by yourself. Uh, played a little bit of Binding of Isaac because I always play that game. It's like my go-to game when I have like five seconds to play a game because you really don't need to invest a whole lot of time into it at once uh, didn't play any of my humble bundle Ubisoft thing uh, games which is telling of how good the quality of those games were still don't regret my purchase <laughs> though I still feel like I spent $5 well or ten, uh, $15 well and uh, I played this little game called uh, Super Galaxy Squadron X, which if you follow us on Twitter, you probably heard way too much of this week, because it's all I talked about ever. Uh, I want to give Favorite a quick shout week. out to David Oshry, at, not David Oshry, Dave Oshry, over at the New Bloods, for hooking us up with a free copy of Super Galaxy Squadron EX, and letting us make the content for you guys, so huge shout out to those guys, they were really uh, nice, got to talk to them for a little bit. And yeah, I think it's going to do it for what we've been playing for this week. So, Alrighty. Nick, this is where we crashed last time. Have you done anything interesting, non-gaming or tech-related this week? Um, Nothing has uh, really come up, though there was something... Uh, I wish I could remember, because there was something that did come up that I was like, oh, that's a thing, but... I cannot remember to save my life. Oh, well, uh, I did something. What about? I uh, went to a sports ball event today. Where oh. Local university was playing against out of town university. 
And I can't tell you who won because I didn't stay for the entire match. <laughs> but yeah, I went to a basketball game. It was interesting. Um, I'm not a huge sports fan, but I mm. thoroughly enjoy going to sporting events because I like watching overweight white people yell at people who are much better <laughs> at sports than them for not doing what they're supposed to be doing. Uh, I like people watching at sports games. That's actually pretty great. Personally, great I enjoy basketball, but it's um, a fun game. Yeah, I I it, enjoyed my time there. I haven't watched a basketball game forever, but you know, it's, it was a good time. It's just so much fun to watch because of how quick it is. It's it's a whole lot less of let's stop, let's yeah. wait. For, it's go 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 go. Anything could happen at any second. It's great. And and there's just so much skill involved. Like I'm seeing these people jump higher than I thought was humanly possible, and I'm like, okay, that's. I, I appreciate that. <laughs> like you're already tall, and now you're jumping twice your height. Exactly. Could you? Halftime show really, really just boring, but you know that's kind of to be expected from uh, basically college it, basketball. And I mean, it's the local university, and yeah. you know our basketball team isn't that great. So you know. I, but I thought that's, about going okay. to a local university's baseball game today, but I didn't really have the time. I personally don't enjoy baseball. It's, once again, not really fast-paced. It's very, I like here's a thing. It. I haven't watched it forever. I feel like I enjoyed it if I went to friends, but I don't know. That's, that's enough uh, non-nerd talk for this week. <laughs> <laughs> Getting real into sports. Also, uh, one more thing real it quick. Uh worst experience of my life going into a bathroom at sports ball event and uh, there were TVs there too so I was uh, relieving myself while listening to white people yell about sports so <laughs> one of the most uncomfortable experiences of my life uh. <laughs> so this next topic we had it last week but no one talked because we were not able to talk about it well, not we were able to talk about it, but no one had anything. Any new interesting tech this week? And I um, think the viewers can already hear your thing that you teased last week. I was about to say I do have a new interesting piece of tech in my hand right now. Um, using I uh, went on Wish and bought this microphone about a month ago. Freaked out because I wasn't sure if it was going to come in or not. Fact of the matter is, you can't a hundred percent trust everything on Wish, but you can kind of wishes real quick for those who don't know. Okay. So if you don't know, Wish is this website that it's like Amazon or um, I guess eBay, any type of website where you would like purchase something online. But it pulls from multiple different stores and they get crazy huge discounts. It's like it is the steam of online shopping. So... You can get mics, you can get clothing, you could get uh, hell circuit boards. I even saw graphics, graphic cards on there one time. So it's kind of like MassDrop? Uh, kind of, yeah. But MassDrop and, doesn't offer clothing, it's just technology. Right, and most of it is based out of China. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, just as a so heads it's up. It's a lot cheaper than MassDrop. <laughs> definitely. Like, I uh, actually bought a watch on there, which will be coming in in about a month that I got for a dollar and it originally priced it at $120. Nice. This was a $60 mic that I got for 15. So, that's some heavy savings right there. It's quite heavy. So, I mean, if you've got if you're light on cash and if you pay attention, 
go in, see how the store reviews are, see what the product reviews are. You can make an educated guess and actually make a purchase on something that could save you a lot of money. So, yeah. They should basically sponsor us at this point. Yeah, I know, right? I just gave them the biggest <laughs> shout-out they've ever seen. But, I mean, once again, it can be a roll of the dice, so do be yeah, careful. It's always like that with those websites. But it, that's, yeah. that's the fun of it, really. It's like the Humble Bundle. It's like Russian roulette. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Only with your wallet. Risk. <laughs> <laughs> it's Russian roulette with your wallet. All right, well, I also got some interesting stuff this week. Uh, so I... This, this was a like chain reaction kind of thing that happened and um, mm -hmm. so it was time for me to upgrade my cell phone so I went to AT&T I got this which Nick can't see because he's not watching the stream I got the LG V10 which is a stupidly large phone it's like the I had the G3 before so it's like a larger fancier version of that wait so this phone is bigger than your old phone uh yeah a good amount it has like a 5.7 inch display I think Actually, that's not true. Let me Google the exact size of the display. While you're doing that, you should go ahead and keep talking on it. I should. Um, so it's an excellent phone. I've been using it for about a week now. And mm -hmm. um, so the second part of that, which was a chain reaction, I ended up seeing that there's a deal. They're, they're like, oh, for 10 bucks a month, you can then have a LG tablet. And I was like... Yes, so I got the, let me check the box so I get the name right, it's the LG G-Pad F8, it's a, kind of a small tablet, it's about the same size as an iPad mini, which I like actually, because I can hold it in one hand, and it was like almost free, so I'm, I'm super happy with it, I only got that one today, so I really can't give a review of it just yet. And I can't find a screen size for my phone for the life of me. Oh, yeah, it is it is, <laughs> it is 5.7 inches, which is... That actually triggered one of our discussions we're going to have later today, which is our phone's getting too big. Right. That, and when I saw that on the outline, I was honestly... I'm really ready for when we talk about that because you kind of already know how my opinion is. Well, my opinion has changed, let's just say that. I don't want to talk too much more about it before we get to that. Oh, of course, because that kills all the fun of it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, well, let me make some few announcements real quick before we head on over to the news. Mm -hmm. That is that we now have an active YouTube channel. Uh, we don't quite have the like YouTube.com slash link worked out yet because you need 100 subscribers for that. But it is linked in our... It's linked in our Twitch chat. It's also going to be linked in our uh, SoundCloud page, our Discord page, on our Twitter. Like everywhere you look, basically, you'll find a link to it. Uh, we currently have episode one of the podcast on there, as well as the live stream I did of Super Galaxy Squadron X. Uh, so go check that out. Uh, we're still on Twitter. You know, go check that out. Follow us on all those things. And obviously, we have moved the podcast from Sundays to Saturdays, which if you're live right now, you would know that. If you're not <laughs> and you want to check us out live, we will be live every Saturday at 10 p.m. Central on twitch.tv slash Podcast. So long as there isn't some kind of random technical difficulty that causes us to start over. <clears throat> yeah, I need better internet. 
All right. Well, that just about does it for the intro. Let's move on to the news. Our first story is actually very interesting. Team Fortress 2, which is, I think, over 10 years old now, is getting yes. a competitive matchmaking option. Whoa. Yeah, that was, I think, a surprise for most people. I don't that... think many people were expecting that to happen. Well, I mean, you think Team Fortress 2, and your first thought is, oh, you know, it's a fun, casual, uh, first-person oh, shooter. It's a highly competitive game. It's had a competitive scene forever now, but now it was always like through server browsers or like locally ah. hosted servers. Well, this is like now they're getting like the whole CSGO treatment of being able to go like, on a game actual. like competitive. Okay, and so now it's like actually like, and I take it, you'll have like a ranking system that goes into that and you know all the support behind it so it's in beta right now the Mm -hmm. matchmaking things well actually i don't think it's in beta yet i think they're just planning it um yeah so there's a steam group you can join uh to join the beta and it should be fun if you're a talented team fortress 2 player and you never really got into the competitive scene or if you just want to try it out, it's a free-to-play game. You know, give it a shot. I think we both enjoyed a game a fair bit. I haven't played it in years, but if I mean, you, if and, you haven't checked it out at this point, then I don't know what to tell you. I mean, heck, it wasn't until last weekend that I actually sat down and was like, "All right, let's play some T Fortress 2. And the game is a lot of fun. It's it's definitely <laughs> it is very difficult because everything moves so fast so fast but it's great and it's what i enjoy about it um and really at the same time while it's being a first person shooter it's also really wacky and really you know it's fun. a valve game yeah it's a valve game <laughs> what what do you expect uh but it's definitely it's definitely like valve on uh multiplayer first person shooter so definitely um let's move right on um for those wrestling fans out there wwe 2k16 is coming to pc on what was the exact date march 11th which is coming up pretty soon actually um yeah so no one really understood why they delayed this release but it is coming out and those wrestling games are a ton of fun on pc or well in general they're a ton of fun just mm-hmm. because of the dumb things you can do in them. The character creators <laughs> let you change your character to basically not look human anymore. So that's a game I look forward to maybe checking out. Uh, walk into the ring with a wrestler with a dog face and one shoulder unitar. <laughs> well, you know, that's that's the appeal to these yeah. games. They're, they're obviously bad games. They're not right they're not well made but you can customize everything from like your character to the way they walk to the ring to like the smallest little details and it's it's just ridiculous it's not a game that you're ever going to actually like, seriously sit down and play by yourself but it's the kind of game that you like oh let's have friends over and mess around in wwe yeah and it's i take it's one of those games that it's not that the game itself is quality but how people have, I guess, interpreted the you game. You have to make like, your own fun of it. Right. 
Exactly. And that's great. Something that's so bad that it's like, well, it's almost – no. I'm not going to make that comparison because it's not at all like that. But at the same time, it kind of is. Like Bad Rats? Um, <laughs> that's that's no. actually true. I, I didn't think of that comparison until you said something, but that that's actually pretty true. I mean, you don't sit down and play Bad Rats and go, oh, wow, this is a great game. You sit down and play Bad Rats and go, wow, I really wish I didn't play this game. You know what? Let's get some friends over here and laugh at this game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, it's almost like the gesture of gaming. Yeah, um, I think that's basically it. That's, I mean, this week, I'm going to go ahead and warn you guys right now. It was a really kind of boring week for news. So, Sadly. Not a whole lot happened. But, you know, we're still going to talk about the small things that happen because that's mm. what we're here for. Also, I had to close down the stream on my computer because, once again, my my internet's been having trouble today. So, Which is sad. Not going to be watching chat today. So That's uh, okay. I'll let you know if somebody says something. Oh, there Fun. won't be. Don't worry. <laughs> All right. Uh, next news story, some Fallout 4 news, which was very interesting to me. Um the DICE Awards were last week. Uh, we didn't talk about those last week because it was a flawed podcast and it was our first time and we basically got... We missed a lot of stuff, but we also got a lot of stuff. Anyway, Fallout 4 takes Game of the Year at the DICE Awards. Uh, the reason I thought wow. this was interesting because a very reputable gaming site, GiantBomb.com, made Fallout 4 their most disappointing Game of the Year. So, uh, there's a lot of mixed opinions about this game. How do you feel about this? Um, I personally haven't had a chance to play Fallout 4, but I have watched some footage of it, and I've seen you know other people's takes on it. And I'm really... I'm also a little bit disappointed. At the same time, they have made improvements. They've also kind of taken out some things that people enjoyed about the game previously. Um, a lot of people bring up the point that the game stops making you they took out the karma system so the game no longer makes you are you good or bad even if you're doing bad acts you still have to follow a you know clear moral path throughout the story yeah it's like oh i definitely am this good guy doing this it's not like oh well i'm doing this but it's for me and for me that's probably the most disappointing thing about a game that's all about choices. Uh, and another thing is I've heard so many other games that are like, you know, not so many other games, but I've heard of a few other games where people are like, this has to be game of the year. Um, I know Metal Gear Solid Five. a lot of people were like, oh, wow, this game was super incredible. And a lot of people speak highly of that. So I don't know. I'm not really not sure. So um my problem with Fallout 4 is that it uses the same engine that Bethesda has used since the Elder Scrolls re-Morrowind. Which was... Let me actually check how old that game is. That game out came out in 2002, which is 14 years ago. So they've been using the same game engine, obviously they've been upgrading it, but it's an ugly game when the when the trailer first came out uh everyone's like it's not that bad it's not that bad but it it is hardly an improvement from new vegas 
and as someone who's never enjoyed Fallout games, I've played a lot of them. I just I I'm not a huge fan of Bethesda games. I'm not a huge fan of role playing games. So mm-hmm. I I don't agree with this at all. From from what I experienced of last year's games, playing them or just experiencing them through external sources, I mm-hmm. I disagree with this entirely. So before we move on from this, however, we are gonna go ahead and real quick. I didn't put this in the document because I just now saw it. Uh, talk about the other winners of GDC or not GDC? What was it? Dice. Dice. That's right. So, game of the year was Fallout Four, obviously. Mm-hmm. Outstanding achievement in game direction, Fallout Four. Role playing, massive multiplayer game of the year, Fallout Four. Outstanding achievement in game design, The Witcher Free, The Wild Hunt. Outstanding achievement in story, Witcher Free. Outstanding technical achievement, Witcher Free. Action game of the year was Star Wars Battlefront, which I'm surprised by, kind of. Didn't get very positive reviews, but I guess it was a good action game. I mean, I mean it's a pretty action game. It's it not really that. It, it's got fantastic, like you know, feedback and everything, but I, I don't know about best action game of the year. How I mean, obviously some of these are, <clears throat> these are not our opinions, obviously. Of course not. I mean. Uh, outstanding achievement in sound design, Star Wars Battlefront. I wholeheartedly agree with that. I can definitely agree with that. Adventure Game of the Year, Metal Gear Solid V, Phantom Pain. I can, I can see that being a thing. Yeah. Fighting Game of the Year, Mortal Kombat X, which could have probably also won only Fighting Game of the Year. So <laughs> I think that was uh, probably a very narrow competition. Yeah. The Dice Sprite Award, which I don't know what that is, goes to Rocket League. I've heard a lot of good things about the game. Um, mm-hmm. Sports game of the year also goes to Rocket League. Uh, good, good on them making like one of the most popular indie games of all time. Yeah, and I mean, I, from every review and every person who's ever sat down and played Rocket League and then talked about it, it's always you sit down, you play it, and that's the game. There it is. You've seen everything there is to play the game within the first five minutes of playing. Exactly. However. You want to keep playing because it's just so much fun. Um, so, really, just Rocket League did did it right. All right, uh, uh, moving on. Strategy simulation game of the year was Heroes of the Storm. Uh, I don't know how I feel about that. I don't. I really pay attention to strategy or simulation games, but I don't know if MOBAs should count as strategy simulation games i feel like i almost is heroes of the i don't know much about heroes of the storm is heroes of the storm an rts no it's it's a moba it's like dota it's a moba warcraft characters so it's like Dota. (laughs) (laughs) it's dota with licensed blizzard characters see that bothers me um like it's I don't know. That that's that's weird it to me. It doesn't feel right. Yeah. It it feels very wrong. Um. It's as soon as somebody says strategy game, my first thought is, you know, Warcraft, uh, Command and Conquer, there was a, um, uh, Starcraft, Starcraft. Um. There's a expansion for it that came out 
this year and oh last year and from what i heard it was pretty great so i don't know i don't know either that yep uh we're gonna keep on reading these real quick and i also pulled up giant game uh, giant bombs 2015 game of the year i think we're gonna read for that real quick too because i think that'll be interesting kind of give our own thoughts once again uh so the following three were all taken by the same game outstanding achievement in animation art outstanding achievement in art direction and outstanding achievement in original music composition was taken by ori and the blind forest which i've also heard good things about you know i don't I've know heard what it is it's kind of like a uh it's a side-scrolling um I want to say fantasy, but like that also doesn't. Yeah, fantasy. Um, it's kind of surreal, a little bit in how it plays out, but it, it's like a side-scrolling indie game that's really. It, it looks really great, actually. It's a very pretty game. Um, and I don't know. I've noticed that indie games have been picking up actually quite a bit in terms yeah, of uh, quality, and some some games are still coming out, and it's like, <sighs> why did you try? Uh, or... Last one on this list real quick. Um, don't want to cut you off right here. Oh, Outstanding no. achievement ahead. in character, Rise of the Tomb Raider, which I feel indifferent about, really. Yeah. Good, so moving on to Giant Bombs. This is really late because they did this, like, months ago but you know whatever we can do what we want we run this thing this is their game of the year edition there's a whole bunch of awards and basically what i've we can basically give our own like thoughts on what we thought should have won as we go but i'm just gonna run through these real quick if you want to state one that you think should have won go ahead and just stop me so 2015's old game of the year which is like a game that came out in 2014, but then got your attention in 2015. Uh, gotcha. For their their winner was Destiny. I didn't like Destiny at all. So, I, mean, I also didn't like Destiny. Um, I mean, I think for me it was probably Binding of Isaac because I found that game in 2015 because it came out in 2014. Well, Rebirth came out in 2014, but I found it in 2015, and it took over my life. Um, didn't really for, give me time to think about this so if you don't have anything it's fine no it's fine um, another thing is like 2014 is kind of like it wasn't a good game for a year for games really it really wasn't uh, and the worst part is 2015 was really exciting for gaming and then yeah. it didn't really live up to what it, and going I guess I could sit and talk about Destiny for a moment talk about why that really shouldn't have been the game of the year <laughs> you feel free. from 20 um so my dad and i picked up destiny um earlier of last year and within two months of playing destiny we had three characters almost fully leveled up with nothing left to do in terms of uh, quests or anything really we're just kind of having to scratch and pull for whatever we can to find something to do with the game 
which is really annoying when we're talking about an MMO. This is a game that has to keep your attention for a long time because it has to have a long lifespan, which apparently Bungie and Activision didn't care about when they were said, oh, we'll make Destiny 2. <laughs> sure. Fantastic. You've got something that you can you know, work on, develop, and make great, and you were like, let's make a second one. I don't think that's how most MMOs work. I have heard of MMOs, you know, making second games, but it bothers me every time. My basic opinion on Destiny is I played it for like two weeks on the PS4. Mm-hmm. And uh, if I had to review it in one sentence, I would play the crap out of that game if it was on PC. If I could play it on PC and have like friends join me to actually do raids and stuff like that mm-hmm. i would be playing that game every night because now that they did it they have the recent dlc they added like raids and like that'll actually mm-hmm. take like six hours to complete i think that could be fun it would be one of those Wait. games where like you go back to it once a week to do your raids with friends well here's the thing um raids when you're first starting out it's like oh wow that was long and like really exciting but after you've done it a few times you can breeze through a raid well there's new no raids every week have you ever played an MMO before yes but there's not really new raids they've got like a challenge mode for already existing raids well, from what we're I talking heard, about destiny does new raids there's no new raids. It's just it's the same it's the same raids that you've already played, but they go in and they're like, oh, challenge mode. Do the same raid. No, I'm but talking this... about like an update of all these DLC that came out like at the end of last year. We're, are we talking about the Taken King? Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Like because they added that I've heard about. Like this is what made the they game added in a new raid. Um, but that's. That's about it. They added in. Uh, that's what uh, Giant Bomb's talking about here. How that's like basically what got them super back into it. Well, well, let's move on for that because that was that was that felt a little awkward. <laughs> so uh, this next one we'll probably agree on. Best surprise goes to Rocket League. I don't think there's an argument to be made there. There's zero argument. Uh, all of a sudden, people are like, "Hey, Rocket League!" I'm like, "The hell's Rocket League?" This oh. one's gonna spike your attention. Least necessary HD remaster, Deadpool, which I didn't know got an HD remaster. To be honest, I actually saw um, Deadpool for PS4 earlier today at uh, in a store, and I was just I was confused because the game came out. I think didn't Deadpool come out before the PS4 was released? I think so. Yeah. And yeah. when I s- that game got pulled from Steam. That's true. <laughs> so I guess the whole remaster thing was them putting it on Steam again, and then also putting it on consoles, the new consoles. And but when I saw it, I was just thinking, why? Th- this why why why? <laughs> this have you, have you played the game? I've seen a walk playthrough of it, and. It's not really a game you play more than once, you know, because there's nothing else that goes into it than here's the game. Yeah. 
it I, kind I of see how this is an unnecessary HD remaster. I don't think anyone's asking for that. No, um, I don't know. Personally, I think the Deadpool game was it was amusing. It was funny, and I mean, it was an okay game, but that was it. It was an okay game. <laughs> All right. Well, best looking game. Something that I also agree with. Uh, Witcher Free Wild Hunt. That game looks beautiful. I have it because I got it with my graphics card. When I mm-hmm. put that thing at max settings, I mean, I, I feel like I could like reach into the screen and grab things. I've heard that there are also uh, mods that you can get to uh, make it even better. I'm sure, but when I put it at ultra settings, it's like 65 frames per second, and I don't want to get lower than 60. Oh, really? That's interesting. Yeah, the GTX 980 is really good. It's also really expensive, <laughs> so... Yeah, of course. Uh, best music. I've never played this game. I've heard very little about it. Splatoon. Um, I couldn't tell you anything on the music for Splatoon. I've heard and seen a few things on it, but that's about it. So, we're kind of in the same boat here. Yeah, I also <laughs> couldn't think of a game from last year that had notable music. Hmm. However, uh, a game from this year that has some notable music. Uh, it's a little game, I don't know if I've talked about it at all this podcast, called uh, Super Galaxy Squadron EX. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic music. I'm uh, considering buying the soundtrack. It has some of the best game music I've heard in a long time. That makes me very happy. That's awesome. I got super close to my mic to say that. Yeah, I noticed. I was like... Oh, he's he's close. This is it's gonna be an intense moment. Uh, most disappointing game, a game that I have never even heard of, Toy Soldiers War Chest. I have heard of Toy Soldiers. Well, um, it, it's a Ubisoft release. So I'm I'm totally okay with it being most disappointing. Um. After buying the Ubisoft Humble Bundle and going through several of their games. I also Ubisoft... couldn't tell you what my most disappointing game of last year is because every game I bought last year, I was like, this is okay. Um, well, now my mind, my mind is still sitting on the uh, Ubisoft Humble Bundle because I was going to go this way, but we're moved past that, so let's just keep going. <laughs> okay, well, we'll move on to the next category. Uh... Uh, best short time game, which is like a game that you play in short bursts. Mm. Uh, Lara Croft Go, which was a board game based on Tomb Raider. It's a mobile game from what I've heard. I haven't played it because I don't play mobile games. Right. But, I, I mean, that's the rundown of it. I've seen uh, I've seen it in the, uh, the App Store, and I've heard people talk about it, but... I, I don't really know much on it other than kind of the layout of it. And it almost reminds me of Metal Gear Acid, which was a PSP game that worked like a board game. And you have turns and you have like a deck of cards. It was like a card-based third-person stealth action. It, it was interesting. It was definitely an interesting game, but, you know. Would you have a game that you think should have won this, in your opinion? Um, best game to play in short bursts. I'm really bad about playing games in short bursts, to be absolutely honest with you. Um, if you don't, it's fine. 
No, I really can't think of something off think, the top of my head. I think mine would be the Binding of Isaac. Yeah, I could see that because it's just. <laughs> but that's my answer for everything. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say if you uh, if you play anything that's incredibly frustrating, you're going to want to play it in short bursts, or you're going to die of a heart attack <laughs> from pure rage. Uh, next category, I don't have an opinion on best new character. They gave it to the Bloody Baron from The Witcher. Never played for that campaign, so I couldn't tell you if that's true or not. Well, I mean, for them it's true, but I, I don't have an opinion to that. Do you? No, not really. I don't think there was any noticeable new characters, in my opinion. Uh, best debut they gave to Splatoon. I could see that. Yeah. It, it was an um, interesting game. It was for Nintendo was a, standards. I was about to say, it was a breath of fresh, fresh air for uh, Nintendo. Because, you know, you've got their usual IPs that they throw out there, and it's like, oh, here's this again. And it's like, thanks, I've played this already when you released it last year, only with a different number on it. Oh, uh, going back real quick to most disappointing game, because I just saw an ad for it on the side of my screen. Uh, mm -hmm. Batman Arkham Knight. Yeah. That game came with my graphics card. I was excited about playing it because I enjoyed the other Arkham games. Mm -hmm. And it's no longer on Steam. Well, they, and I think... they removed it, then they took it back, and I think they removed it again. Mm -hmm. However, they did give me all of the other Arkham games in full, like, all DLC form for free for owning that game. So, which but the game itself was still most disappointing, in my opinion. And it wasn't... As I understand, it's not even the game itself. The game itself is fine, but... The port for PC was so broken, mm -hmm. and it's just, which is sad. It yeah. really is. It's sad. You think game developers would, you know, start putting a little more care in their PC ports Especially by now, because but they had such a good track record. Yeah. Um. It kind of segues us into the next one, which is hottest mess, which is hottest. Batman Arkham Knight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> PC version, to be particular. Uh, that's very true. Um, yeah, wholeheartedly agree. Arkham Knight. My uh, friend Miles, the moment he uh, bought his new graphics card and got Arkham Knight, he was like, you know, I'm going to go ahead and trade this off because he could trade it off and get something else in return for it. Nice. Um, and so he did. He was actually very happy with this trade-off. Because he knew already, he was like, the game is broken. It's not just broken, it's really broken. Every reviewer of the game on PC is just like, look at this. Showing, this is not us having, you know, rendering issues from recording. This is not the recording messing up. This is actually how it is playing. Yeah, I got like five and frames per second on that. It was awful. It's not sad. Not when you have a $1,500 computer. No, you shouldn't have any of those problems. That's why you built a... $1,500 computer. Yeah. That's why you put all your money and care and time into it. And, you know, the company just kind of took a nice large dump on that. So, uh, this one, I guess I kind of agree with it. Best multiplayer Rocket League. Yeah. Should have been Dota 2. Should have been Dota 2. Didn't even release last year, but still. And then the best moment. 
was achieving space orbit in Kerbal Space Program, which is something that I will never do because I'm not a rocket scientist. Uh, I have achieved orbit in uh, Kerbal Space Program. I had to do it for science. Really? Yeah, that was actually an assignment. That's we awesome. Actually, our goal was to get to the moon, plant a flag, and get back to Earth alive. Uh, didn't make it that far, but I did go to space for three grand, so... Nice. Well, congratulations. Would yeah. you say that was a good feeling when you achieved that? I'd say that was a pretty incredible feeling. Um, me and uh, my friend who was kind of working on the numbers on that were just like, holy hell, we just went to space for three grand, looped around the Earth, and came back down. It was exciting. Very happy. Uh, Orbit these is next very few difficult. categories. I don't think we'll have opinions on mm. because I don't know most of the games actually. Uh, best style went to Galaxy, which I never played, but you know, I, I'll believe them. I heard trustworthy source. They said it's like a. It looks like a 1980s cartoon, which I feel like I would enjoy. So. <laughs> uh, right up your alley. Might look into that. Uh, please stop. Fun category. Like the worst trend of 2015, which was real money card packs slash one-time use items in games, which I agree with more than anything that I've ever heard in my life. I I hate when games do that. It, it's it's annoying. It's incredibly annoying. It's the biggest joke of gaming. I'd like it's, to say it's just dumb. It's dumb. Uh, worst game of the year was Afro Samurai 2. Uh, basically the worst game because it just straight up didn't work. Oh, I was about to say, the first Afro Samurai was actually kind of fun and, yeah, and funny. Basically, but... it's it straight up like during cutscenes, you could still take damage while you're not controlling your character. Oh, that's annoying. And m many other problems, which has caused it to be removed from the PlayStation Store. And I take it they never did any fixes for it? I don't know, to be honest. Uh, best story went to Soma. I've heard nothing but good things about it. And mm -hmm. if I could get a free copy of it, I would play it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's not the kind of game that I could see myself paying for and then sitting down to play. But, you know. Just hate to have stuff one, send one this way. <laughs> we'll see. If I yeah. can make that happen, then. Magic. Alright, let's go on to list the last part of this got a few more categories um best use of fmv which is full motion video mm -hmm. uh, contradiction spots a liar i don't care about it. i don't like games with full motion video i think it just it's just dumb i don't have an opinion on that do you i really don't good then we'll move right on animal of the year is d dog from metal gear solid 5 from All what right. I've heard, it's great because you can actually make this dog carry a, like, an electric knife to knock people out. <laughs> Finally, a pet companion that does something. Yeah, apparently it's absolutely fantastic. That's awesome. Uh, clicker game of the year. Time clickers. I have cookie clicker open right now, but I still don't have an opinion on this. <laughs> Oh, I didn't talk about that earlier. Uh, I got into Cookie Click last night because I was playing some games with people. 
Mm. Someone referenced Cookie Clicker, and I was like, I'm going to start playing that again. Uh, yeah. Which leads us to our final category, best game of the year. Wait, we missed the most disappointing game. It was Fallout 4, I remember. I listened to the podcast. Right. Uh, best game of the year. Let me actually go with the runner-up first. In 10th place, Witcher 3. 9th place, Invisible Ink. 8th place, Grow Home. 7th place, Undertale. 6th, Rise of the Tomb Raider. 5th, Splatoon. 4th, Cable... Uh, not Cable. Kerbal Space Program. 3, Rocket League. 2, Metal Gear Solid 5. And Nick, I'm going to let you guess what number 1 is. You're asking me all the hard questions. Let's see. I don't know, Pascal. Tell me. Super Mario Maker. What? I am not joking. This is the reliable source, right? Yeah, well, they all really enjoyed it. They like got really into the whole level-making thing, playing them, so... I haven't played the game. It looks like the I, kind of game that I would enjoy if I had money to waste on a Wii U. I mean, that actually kind of bothers me a little bit. <laughs> I can understand why. It's not. It's, it's not something that you expect. Like for me, I don't really. Whenever I see Super Mario Maker, I know they sell it as a separate game, and they, you know, portray it as a separate game. But when you look at it, it's not really a separate game. It's a tool attached to games. Well, you can it, use it as a game. You can just sit down and actually just play levels. Do they have like its own like, oh, here's a thing. And they kind of... They have how, how either does... you can do what's called like a 100 Mario challenge where they give you just random levels and then gives you 100 mm -hmm. lives to play through all of them. Or you can just go through and actually browse levels. Right. And... I knew that you could browse levels, like community-made levels. Um, does it have any built-in levels for you to play, or? Yeah, it has like a basic set that they made it come with. All right. Um. So that that does it for that story that we went way too long on. I was about to say that was like a thirty-minute story. I'm impressed. So for those of you who forgot, which was all of you, because even I had to look back and see what the original story was. Uh, the original story is Fallout 4, which segues into our next real story, which is Bethesda working on some some big stuff. I didn't title that correctly in the document, which you will never see. Uh, Todd Howard, you know, the main man from Bethesda, said that he is busy over at, at the Bethesda Studios. Uh, some recently announced Fallout 4 DLC with some survival mode overhaul has been going on. But according to him, even more interestingly than that, there are three new projects in the works that are, aren't anything like the studio has ever done previously. So, not Prey 2? So, no, Prey 2 is never happening. I wish it would. Yeah, me too. That game looked awesome from the trailer. Yeah, it did. And so disappointing. So the interesting thing about this was that two weeks ago, before we ever conceptualized QWERTY, mm -hmm. Bethesda announced that once again, like last year, they would have a little conference at E3 this year. So we will see some big announcements this year at E3. 
And at first, everyone's thinking, oh, it's going to be a new Elder, Elder Scrolls. Scrolls game. But this is unlike anything they've previously done. Which means that it can't be an Elder Scrolls game because they've already done Elder Scrolls. To death and back. Five times. They're all going to be long-term projects. So we're talking about like full-on big Bethesda games. All right. I, I can get behind that. I mean, I actually... I've enjoyed a couple of Bethesda games, but, you know. I think they can definitely pull some mission. They have a big studio, so. Yeah. So um, let's, let's move on to our next PC gaming source. We've already been in this podcast for about 50 minutes, and we still have a lot to go. Mm. This new story makes me excited. Call of Duty Black Ops 3 gets multiplayer-only pack on Steam. It costs $15, and I will probably be purchasing this. Like... A $15 multiplayer. So, like what they did for the uh, old generation of consoles where you got, here's multiplayer, have fun, called it good. Yeah, but, but we're getting that for a quarter of the price. Which is fantastic, actually. Um, I want whatever next year's Call of Duty game is, and let's all pray that it's not going to be Ghosts 2. Oh god. I want the only version available on Steam to be a fifteen dollar multiplayer only version. <laughs> uh yeah. I think it's also I... only available until February twenty ninth. I just read that. That's the dumbest thing ever. It's only available wait. Why? Why? I don't know. That doesn't make any sense. Okay. All right, sure. So basically, you will have everything besides zombies in the campaign. Uh, there will be a 55 level cap, and you will not be able to prestige. So basically, the way I'm seeing this is, if you're the kind of person who buys Call of Duty every year for 60 bucks and then only ends up playing it for about a month, like hitting level cap and then stopping, then buy this version right here. Because most people only play to like not even level cap sometimes that's when they get bored and i'm i'm probably gonna end up buying this i think i this mean is, this is good i wish it wasn't like a temporary thing i wish they would just leave it on steam like that because i think that would make a lot of people want to buy it more yeah it's it's i don't understand these kind of time things like you put in the time to kind of create all these locks to put onto content that you're it's weird that bothers me a little bit bothers me a lot <laughs> the way i titled uh, this in the document before i actually read the article was in other words activision finally did something right and if i if i would have actually read this doc, this article then i probably wouldn't phrase it like that but i think yeah. that's that's just dumb of them but it, it's kind of dumb um I really don't know how I feel about this. I, I mean, was really excited when I read the title. The multiplayer for Black Ops 3 is alright. I, I had mean, it on the PS4. I paid 40 bucks for it. I thought it was... I just don't like playing games. I don't like playing FPS games with a controller. Controller, yeah. it's Which is what turned me off of it. That's how I was feeling earlier when I was playing uh, Battlefield 4. I was just kind of like, wow, how did I ever do this before? I mean, I wasn't doing terrible, but I still felt really I have awkward. have positive KD in that game. I just don't like it. Yeah, exactly. It's not that, you know, it's not that 
you do it terribly. It's that it just feels wrong. A mouse is just so much better for shooting games. That's basically it for that story. Um, yeah. Upcoming Kinda releases. Nothing worth noting. Uh, it's basically just indie games. Uh, February is not a game for AAA releases. We have a lot of game releases coming out next month, so next time we're on the podcast, we will definitely be talking about some big releases. Uh, so under new releases, I'd basically just put buy Super Galaxy Squad X, you nerds. Everyone <laughs> I, needs to buy that game. I like how flat you put it. Just, you know, buy Super Galaxy X, you nerds. <laughs> great, great, great job. Round of applause. <laughs> no, um, you've got me intrigued on it. I actually really want to check this out. I might just show up at your house, sit down at your computer, and play this game. All right, fantastic. <laughs> uh, let's move on to the tech news. Our first story comes to us from the good old people at PC Gamer with a GPU deal, or graphics powering unit. Processing unit, not powering unit. <laughs> A overclocked AVGA GTX 970, bundled with Ubisoft's inevitable masterpiece, The Division, is available for just a low, low price of $310, which is absolutely ridiculous. I mean... That's, that's actually pretty great. If you're in the market for buying a... or building a computer right now, or if you have one of these already and you want to SLI... Now is the time. I mean, it. That, there's not going to be a deal better than this for a long time. It's on Newegg.com, and it's yeah. Go spend your money. Well, already. If the way I put this to Nick earlier before we started the podcast was, if I had a 970, I would buy this for SLI. That's how good the price is. Plus, you're getting the division, which it's a Ubisoft game, but you know, I've still heard good things from there's it. There's an Ice Cube chance in hell that there's gonna be it's gonna be a good game. <laughs> an Ice Cube chance in hell. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, moving on, some more cheap, cheap, cheap gaming gear for the PC. The Razer Blade gaming laptop has been marked down to just two hundred dollars. It hasn't been marked down to two hundred dollars. Oh, it's been marked down by two hundred dollars. I should read things before I say them out loud. <laughs> but I mean, even still, that's you're saving two hundred dollars. Um, retail price. Okay, so right here we have some prices: the fourteen-inch uh, edition, which comes with a two hundred fifty-six gigabyte SSD, I'm guessing, and a GTX nine seventy mobile is. $1,900. You know, you're saving $200. It's 5%. It's something. Yeah. And there's also the... Touchscreen version. The, yeah, the touchscreen QHD, which has a 512 gigabyte SSD. Also comes with a 970 mobile graphics card for uh, $2,500, which is 7% off. So if you have a dumb amount of money spent on a laptop, Now's the time because you're saving a bit of your dumb money. No one should ever buy a gaming laptop. I'm saying it right now. That's the official opinion of QWERTY. 
I am the owner of QWERTY and I approve this message. I don't know. <laughs> don't buy gaming yeah. laptops. They're not worth it. I don't care what your excuse is. It's not worth it. Not even if you have a stupidly large amount of money and you just want to buy a stupidly powerful laptop? I don't want to talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, uh, computers are slowly taking over our life. Uh, through a computer glitch, there was a gas station in Toledo, Ohio, uh, that was selling gas for 17 to 19 cents a gallon. Wow. Yeah. That <laughs> is, that's horrible. That I mean, current gas prices here in. Oh no, no I'm West saying Al- like, West that's Alabama horrible. A buck 49, which is, which is good, but. I meant like man. that, that. Not saying that's horrible for the customer. That's great. I wish gra- oh. gas prices were actually that low. But I mean, that's horrible for you know the business. It's oh, whoops, minor glitch. Am I right, guys? Oh, uh, but I mean, if so I would have seen this, this I happened right on it. Literally in the middle of the night, um, at four a.m. This happened. The first time it dropped, it dropped to forty-nine cents at two thirty in the morning, and then at two. 19 cents at 4 a.m. So you're like, you can imagine the worker, whoever's working at that gas station at 4 in the morning, probably not paying attention to stuff like that. Suddenly, uh, as they call it, a frenzy of activity coming into the gas station. Uh, There's a man quoting saying, I filled up my tank from dead, uh, from dead to full with just 26 cents. Uh, that's awesome. I mean, Awful, but awesome. <laughs> Same time, it's just—it's an interesting story, and it was lucky for them that it didn't happen at like noon. There during the day, that could have—that also would have gotten really crazy. Probably could have caused a uh, few problems in traffic as well, because everybody would rush in, and then all of a sudden, traffic's falling to shit. Uh, prices have now returned back to a dollar fifty-one per gallon, and everything's back to normal in Toledo, Idaho, which no one has ever heard of before reading the story. Uh-huh. And that's gonna do it for our tech news. Once again, this was a really slow ne- week for news, which brings us to our final news story, which is entertainment news, mm-hmm. which we've never had before and we might never have again. And that news story is that the very popular character Deadpool has, well, obviously the movie is absolutely incredibly popular right now, and mm-hmm. fans have started a petition to have Deadpool host the uh, show I don't know if you've heard of it Saturday Night Live <laughs> what what is this show please enlighten us so Deadpool was obviously it was the most successful R-rated movie of all time which is incredible <laughs> and, uh, we've already had our discussion on this <laughs> yeah we had discussion on that last week if you want to check it out check out our YouTube channel <laughs> shameless but, yeah, plug uh, they don't want Ryan Reynolds let me make this clear they want Deadpool. They're they're talking about full on costume Deadpool, which uh, my big problem with this it's already gotten sixty thousand. It's got yeah sixty thousand signatures by the way. My big problem with this is I don't think it would be nearly as entertaining in a censored TV environment as it was on the big screen uncensored. Which is also a really good point. Um, I was having this discussion with uh, another friend of mine, and we both brought up that same point. You can't say half the things that he said on the big screen 
that in SNL because they tone it back so much. Mm-hmm. I don't. Um, I don't think that would come over. To be honest. No, it's. It would feel like if they had done the PG thirteen version of the movie that there was another petition for, yeah. which was laughable. I want uh, my son to see Deadpool, so you should censor it just for my kid. Oh, there's some dumb white people out there. If you feel like your son needs the censored version of Deadpool, you probably shouldn't. Your son probably doesn't need Deadpool. There were a lot of underage kids in the movie. I'm gonna have to go see it. Which was very concerning. Most of them were sitting right next to me. Yeah. And it's not even that, you know, if you're like 15, 14, I mean. Whatever, go see it. It's whatever. But if you're like eight. I don't know how many R-rated movies I've been in my life with children like that are single digit aged. Yeah, it's it's kind of concerning. Granted, well, no. Yeah, I think I saw my first R movie when I was like eight or nine, but that was Clerk 2. In hindsight, I really probably shouldn't have seen that movie, but I didn't get half the things that were on the screen anyway, so yeah, my I probably first really shouldn't R-rated have seen movie it. was uh, My Cousin Vinny. We first moved to Alabama. I didn't really speak a whole lot of English at the time, so I really didn't understand what's happening. Uh, going back now, it's one of my favorite movies of all time because it's absolutely hilarious, especially living in Alabama. <laughs> But yeah, uh, they said tons of profanity. I was like eight or nine years old. Didn't understand a single word. So uh, yeah, I think it's going to do it for our news. We have uh, two discussions this week. Getting two for the price of one. Ooh. Uh, starting off with a opinions discussion on the Warcraft movie. So do you want to open this up or do you? I'm... The way I feel about this movie is the probably the opposite of how the rest of the world feels about it. Mm-hmm. Saying that like I've never played a Warcraft game in my life. I don't plan on ever playing a Warcraft game unless they make Warcraft four. And um I will watch the movie because I enjoy fantasy movies. I'm gonna right. watch it the same way I watch well not things like The Hobbit because I actually read the books for that, but like I, I can't think of a good comparison right now. But I'm going to watch it, and I'm going to probably just like sit there, be dumb, not care about lore, and just enjoy the movie. Mm-hmm. And hopefully if the movie's done right, it's not just you know going straight to fans. Because by default, I have issues with you know movies like this. I, I actually have quite a few issues with gaming movies. It just they never feel right. They never come out right. Um, it's always just a major disappointment. We just and hit Matt from last year. <sighs> I've heard so many bad things about Hitman, <laughs> but it's just on one hand, that's about how I feel. On the other hand, it could be good. It could not be. I'm probably going to go in the same way you're going in. I'm not going to be focusing on it being, you know, oh, this is a Warcraft game. I'm going to try and blank out on Warcraft being anything Yeah. seeing the movie. Just, just try to view it as a first-time experience. Right. And which actually does work in some favor of, in the favor of some uh, game 
with movies. I mean, there have been times when I've been like, oh, well, I mean, that wasn't too terrible. Come to find out later, that was a game. And when you see the game, you're like, oh, wow, that movie was awful. Yeah. So I think that really does shift the uh, views of it. Um, but I, I mean... I think the trailer looked too bad. I mean, the CGI is obviously not done. I have complete right. trust in Blizzard to make a to make good-looking CGI because I've played for Diablo 3. And right. all the CGI in that was just stunning. So people are complaining about it now, but the movie's like more than a year out from release, I think. Right. They've got they've got more than enough time to polish that to the point where it looks like real life. So hopefully this will... Hopefully this will do well. I have high hopes for it. I don't... Uh, that's, that's one thing... I don't think people should have high hopes for this movie, even though it's from Blizzard and whatever. Mm. It's well, it's not smart to get high hopes about things like these. Well, for me, it's I want to hope. I try to keep high hopes with you know most releases because I hope that it comes out good. Yeah. So because if I go and see this, I don't want to go in and walk out disappointed. Um, I don't have a high opinion of it. I'm probably going to go in there thinking this movie's going to be trash. But I do hope that it proves me wrong. That's that's so. the way of looking at it, yeah. So that discussion was a lot shorter than our Deadpool discussion, but there's not really but, a whole lot to discuss. I mean the movie's not released yet, so Yeah. Um So let's move on to our final discussion of the day. This podcast is gonna be a bit shorter than the last one. Uh our right. phones too, getting too big and I'm going to start this conversation because of my freshly purchased mobile device, the LG V10. Mm. This is the first time I've ever held a phone and thought this is this is not what I wanted. Well, not what I wanted, but this is borderline too large. So I'm holding it in my hand right now. You can see it. If this phone were half an inch or a quarter of an inch bigger, it would no longer comfortably fit my hand. I don't have big hands. But I also have small hands. I'm six foot two, and I have average hands for my size. I get those. Like the button on the V10, or obviously on the back, like all the other LG phones. But like an inch bigger, and my not well, not an inch obviously, because that'd be like tablet size. But like a quarter of an inch bigger, and this would no longer comfortably fit in my hand. Which is incredibly annoying. This. I actually really don't like large phones. I, I hated the when the iPhone 5 first came out. I hated that phone. It's one of the reasons that kept me away from Android for the longest time because they had larger phones than uh, Apple phones. And then Apple started moving up to these larger phones. And now I'm starting to want to go to Android where they actually have some of the smaller phones like the uh, Galaxy uh, – S6. And they do have plus sizes, but I don't understand it. Why? Why do you need something that big? Well, for me personally, it's like having a bigger display and being like, like my phone right now has a mm. dual display option. My previous phone had it too, but I just want to point it out to where I can actually have like two different apps ring at the same time mm. and still like both have enough screen real estate to actually be visible. Also, I watch a lot of like YouTube videos on my phone, so. Mm. 
But all that's really changed now that I have a tablet. I'm actually really excited about becoming one of those guys that constantly uses tablet. So, <laughs> are you gonna be the kind of person to kind of carry it on like your belt with a uh, yeah. special contain I'm, special I'm like be the holster? The guy who pulls out his iPad Pro during events to take <laughs> pictures with. Uh, wow. Oh, look, we've got a uh, post in the comments. Dicks are for kids. Says. Colby Marlin. Yeah, um, I guess we're going to interject real quick for the announcement. This podcast probably might not be live next week because we have dropped over 19,000 frames since going live again. So I think sure. what we might do for next week is just record it and then try to figure out this whole thing. Right, try to work through it. But once we have that kind of worked out, then we can go I'm back sure to streaming it. it. Yeah. Hopefully. Um, but yeah. My, my my basic point for this whole phone thing was that up until Monday when I got this phone, I was always the kind of guy who was like, I need a bigger phone screen. I need a bigger phone. Because I never thought that there was actually a cutoff point to where I was like, oh, this no longer feels good. Right. This phone pokes out of the top of my pocket when I put it in my pocket. One of like my the, like this phone I said earlier, it's five point seven inches diagonal, and if they, I'm not, I'm never gonna buy a phone that's bigger than this. This is the absolute maximum. See, I'm smaller than you, and by actually a decent margin, and my hands aren't that great, but you know what's I enjoy about having a smaller phone. That I can do this, my both my thumb and my middle finger, if I hold my phone sideways, can reach to the same point on the screen. Mine's off by like half an inch. Which means you have to like shift your hand and have the phone kind of moving your hand a whole lot more. Well, the, that's the thing I like about LG phones mm-hmm. is that the buttons on the back. So my index finger is like. Right center on top on like the top portion of the phone. So my thumb still has access to most of the phone, but that's the thing. Like once I start reaching to the left side of the phone, my other fingers slip off the side of the phone. So at that point, I'm no longer securely holding my phone. That's what kind of made me want to put this in the podcast because I'm like, this is turning into a problem. And. I almost wonder if this is because it started out that phones were getting smaller and smaller. Yeah. And now they're doing the opposite and they're getting bigger and bigger. Eventually we're going to go back to the phones from like the nineties and eighties uh, that were just razor. Uh, was it not? Yeah. Razor two. Just wait. Uh, but at this point, now that I have a tablet, the way I'm mm-hmm. looking at it is, I'm so much happier. Like at this at this point, I would almost be happier having a slightly smaller phone and just having the tablet. Right, and that's kind of the point I've made in my head. Um, is that if I really need the larger screen size, I would put Which in the money for the tablet. Getting pretty affordable now, and like reputable companies other than Apple are making them. Right. Thank God. <laughs> I mean, this LG tablet. I'm super happy if i like lg products so i'm kind of biased i guess but well yeah but i mean 
everyone has some form of bias in one form or another. Yeah. All right, well, we're going to move on to the final part of the podcast. I think, well, do you have anything else to say about that? I really don't. And my end point is that, you know, phones are getting a little bit too big. By a little bit too big, I mean really too big. (laughs) Uh. All right, well, viewer questions, which I have titled viewer questions I stole from other podcasts, LOL, in quotation marks. Oh, well, not in quotation, in parentheses, I also made some of these up. So these are obviously not viewer questions because... We don't have any viewers. (laughs) So question one, we obviously went over these before, so we don't spend like 10 minutes thinking. Uh, Nick, what is your dream job? Um, Personally for me, if I could be a race car driver, but not like NASCAR where you're going through this circuit and turning left for an hour... I'd rather do something like road racing, so kind of like road circuits where you're, you have multiple different environments, you're having to deal with all sorts of different obstacles, um, all while trying to stay ahead of the person who's behind you and get ahead of the person in front of you. I think that would be really exciting. Also, there's a, another concept in my head of jet racing, like racing jet planes, I don't know. In my head, that just sounds incredible. It sounds super futuristic. Uh, doesn't it? <laughs> uh, that, but, yeah. That could be no. something, I guess, yeah. I, I imagine that would be a very hard spectator sport because... Oh, yeah, because everything's going so fast. Everything's going so fast, and even for, like, TV broadcasting, they would have to have jets flying alongside you <laughs> with, like, professional broadcasting equipment. Yeah. I think, um, I think, well, maybe by the time you get your piloting degree and get to the point where you can fly a jet, maybe we'll be so far in the future that that's possible. So, you know, yeah. don't give up on those dreams just yet, my friend. Woo! <laughs> my uh, dream job right now is going to sound like I'm advertising to myself. I would want to take this whole thing that we're doing right now with QWERTY and just take it like to the extreme, to the point where we're like occupying office space like have people working for us and basically just do what we're doing right now you know just talk about games on live streams and play games mm. and just do that for a living you know do reviews talk about news if i could do that for a living i'd be set so i feel like what's up? you're a lot more realistic than i am on these things <laughs> well, uh i mean it's arguable well i mean you never know. Hopefully. Maybe one day. We'll see how this goes. <laughs> uh, roll the dice. Alright, question two. Least favorite gaming experience ever? Ever. So, there was a beautiful game that came out a long ago on the good old PlayStation Portable called Jack and Daxter The Lost Frontier. And I believe on our last stream we talked about what's your favorite game. And I said the Jack and Daxter series. And I made things super awkward. <laughs> I listened back to that part and I'm like, why did I do that? It was like the most cringeworthy thing I've ever done. <laughs> uh, but Jack and Daxter The Lost Frontier is done by a studio that isn't Naughty Dog. It was done by, I believe, High Impact. And they butchered this game. This game was super bad. It was just 
there was so much wrong with this game in terms of these characters and you know how they'd been built before. They changed voice actors on the main character. They threw in this environment that didn't make sense. Everything was falling to pieces. They basically they were people who had dropped out of Naughty Dog and taken this idea that was thrown out because Naughty Dog was like, nope, that idea is garbage, let's not do it, and made a game for it for PlayStation Portable. It was horrible. Um, my answer for this is going to be, my least favorite experience was playing through all of Duke Nukem Forever. Really? That game started development that the same year that I was born. Came out 16 years later. After being dropped, restarted, going for different publishers, having to go for different engines, obviously, because back in 96, there was not this level of gaming that we have now. Mm. And it was a horrible piece of trash mixed with, like, the worst, like, the kind of humor you would expect from a middle schooler, basically. And I played for that entire game. Because, I don't know, it was like, I got it for a birthday present for my sister. And I'm like, well, now mm-hmm. I really want to play through it. And at the time, I was, you know, I was 16 when that game came out. Obviously, like, didn't have the best opinion on things. Actually, no, I wasn't 16. I was, I was much younger when that game came out. It was actually in development before I was born. And I was 14 when that game came out. That's right, yeah, I was 14. And at the time, I was in middle school, obviously, I had, bad since the year. I thought it was okay. Uh, when I was 17, I went back and played it with my friend River. And uh, 10 minutes into the game, I did something I'd never done before. I threw my controller across the room. Because <laughs> it was like, the combination, it was a really bad joke. It was like a, a computer that had like a sort of an AI with it with a female voice. And it's like, you have to hack the computer. And now he's like typing things in. It's like, oh, you really know how to touch a girl. And I just threw my controller across the room. <laughs> uh, and I was like, okay, that's that's it. Uh, and, and you enjoyed the game uh, when you first played it, but... I didn't enjoy it. It was more of like, it's a new game. I don't have a whole lot of games right now. Because it was like right after I first got my Xbox. So I'm like, any game I had, I was like beating to completion. Makes sense. That's uh, funny. Yeah. Did the controller break? Or... No, it was just fine. I kept using it for a long time. And then I actually sold it to Lawson. I, That's made, that, I made that kid overpay like crap. Please tell me you charged him like 100 bucks for it. No, I, I sold him my entire Xbox and controller and like collection of games. I don't remember how much I charged him, but it was enough to buy $700 worth of audio equipment for my car. I think it was $500. You... I'm not sure. You... Or a brilliant a salesman. You're a great Especially salesman. When I'm selling the people I don't like. <laughs> I hope uh, he's listening. Anyway. <laughs> then you um, don't have to uh, feel the moral drawback. <laughs> moving on. This is going to be a fun question. Uh, favorite and least favorite movies of all time. Uh, do you want to go through both at the same time? Or do you want to go let's for... Let's take it one at a time. Let's go with favorite first. All right. So my favorite movie of all time... To this day, is Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Uh, personally, I just... Do what? A movie I've never seen. Personally, I enjoyed it because it was just... 
the way they played out the movie and the way it related back to the you know the books that it came from which the books like most things are were better than the movie but even still the the way the move they went about the movie was just incredible um great action and fight scenes um and overall just like an amusing movie while still getting a story across most people would complain about the ending but you know all right well we're talking about favorite right yes okay uh my favorite movie of all time as dictated by my skype picture is the let me get make sure i get the year right the 1987 movie Predator starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. There, there will never be a movie in my life ever that will make me feel as like just stupid and happy at the same time about a movie. <laughs> uh, just like a little background, I guess I absolutely love like 80s action movies, and Predator is just like the perfect combination of like dumb one-liners while at the same time like having a good plot without making you like actually have to find out anything ever like actually having like, to tell you anything while at the same time having one of the biggest plot uh holes of all time in movies uh basically there's a scene i don't care about spoilers because this movie is almost 40 uh, 30 years old yeah uh, there's a scene where they're trying to escape from the predator and uh they've they've taken with some a uh, Vietnamese girl that they rescued from a hostage camp and uh, she's about to pick up a weapon to defend herself and Arnold's character Colonel uh, Alan Dutch Schaefer says no he's not killing you because you're unarmed there's no sport basically admitting that the, ter- that the predator only kills for sport and only is killing them because they're holding weapons they go on the rest of the movie all holding weapons. It's one of the biggest plot holes of all time. However, um, if I go on here, there's an article I found not too long ago called Why Predator is the Greatest Movie Ever Made. Oh my god. Reason one, biceps. One of the most famous scenes of that movie it happens right at the beginning. When Arnold meets up with his old army buddy, they do the old handshake. I can't really simulate it because I have two opposite hands. I don't have two right hands. <laughs> I'm just I... at this point. <laughs> they both flex their biceps. That's popular. Uh, uh... You know, just some, some some of the most badass characters ever who are they they're not introduced in any way, but you're just like their character just tells everything about them. And there's one list on this article in particular while well, I drone on about this movie even more that I want to talk about. this is a really long page actually if you want to look at it it's the longest article I've ever read uh, get to the chopper which according to the man who wrote this article who may be me I'm not sure <laughs> the greatest accomplish- accomplishments by mankind are ranked as follows the discovery of America the alleged moon landing Arnold yelling get to the chopper Chocolate double stuffed Oreos and discovery of penicillin. I'm going to stop talking about Predator now because this will turn into a four hour podcast. Uh, 
Nick, what's your least favorite movie ever? Pacific Rim. Pacific I made Rim. Not specific, Pacific. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, but I did make fun of that movie the entire time I watched it. And maybe I was taking it a little bit too seriously. But every second of watching that film, I was just like, this is getting dumber and dumber and dumber and dumber. I'm sure if I went back and I watched it and I watched it without actually taking it seriously, I could enjoy it maybe a little bit more. But the movie was just horrible in terms of it, it didn't make any sense, actually. I, I don't I don't know what else to say about it. It didn't make any sense. And it it threw out techno babble every second it could while also just having the most stereotypical characters ever, like borderline racist. <laughs> and it was kind of character. <laughs> uh, it was just it it was it was bad. It was just really bad. Well, let me ask um, you this: um, as far as this, the fight scenes, were they enjoyable? Um, as long as you don't pay attention to what's actually going on yeah so i mean if you were a man of my intelligence you could just sit back and like turn your brain off and just like i don't think drink mountain dew i i don't know if you could enjoy this movie i'm not sure i haven't seen it yet so i might have to do that and get back to you next week please do um and we'll have a pacific room discussion four years after i get back uh since you haven't seen it, and since you're now planning to see it, I won't say what my big one of my biggest issues with the movie is because it's referring to a specific scene. But well, you know, hold on to it. We'll talk about it next week. I am down for that. Uh, my least favorite movie of all times is The Hunger Games, and that's all I want to say about it because Nick knows better than anyone that if there's one thing on this planet that makes me rant about things, it's The Hunger Games. <laughs> And since we were already about an hour and a half into this podcast, I don't want to be five hours long, and I don't want to fall out of my chair. We <laughs> start screaming. That. Yeah, my dog's asleep next to me, so I'm going to wake him up. Try and keep professional. We are going to skip that discussion altogether. We'll save it for another day. Um, uh, Nick, what's your favorite cheap fast food? Uh, I'd say Taco Bell's $5 boxes, um, which they actually got rid of. Is that so? Yeah, the last time I went to Taco Bell, they didn't have $5 boxes. But really, for me, anywhere that has $5 boxes makes me happy because it's just 5 bucks. give me all of the food. So That's, that's pretty good, yeah. Yeah. So My answer is also Taco Bell, but I'm going to go with the dollar menu mm-hmm. because they have the beefy Frito burritos. And those things are just absolutely delicious. And once again, they're just a dollar, so you can get like... A bunch of them for just like a bunch of money. I actually was watching this uh, video recently that was talking about the Taco Bell app and you could use it to order some of the same things off of the uh, menu. And they remade something. I can't remember what it was. But they remade it for half the price using like the add-ons from the the, uh, app. Yeah, so... Also, the quesarita is the best thing that was invented by America in the last century. 
cut uh, my left leg off right now for one of those. Would you really? Yeah, I drive my right leg. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Got a couple more questions here. You could elect one person to be president. Who would you choose and why? Jesus Christ, Jesus can do no wrong. End of story. <laughs> I have no serious answer for that question. Uh, my initial answer was actually Kim Jong-un. All hail the Supreme Leader. Uh, but, you know. Well, my, my answer is obvious as a white male. Donald Trump. Actually, just because uh, I liked Independence Day, even though I know Will Smith did not play the president in Independence Day. I want Will Smith as president. I I don't think I've seen Will Smith in anything that I haven't liked, except for anything that includes Jaden Smith. <laughs> the way uh, I see it, Will Smith is God, and Jaden Smith is Satan. If we could capture Morgan Freeman's voice... And create a physical form of it. Can I would be fine with making that president now? Make they've pulled off a perfect African accent for concussion. Like I first watched that trailer, and until they said Will Smith, I didn't know it was Will Smith. Like it didn't even occur to you. Like they changed his like skin tone to be a little bit darker, and he's Mm. using an impeccable accent. So. I, I didn't know it was him until I saw Will didn't, Smith. I'm like, oh. Didn't he get a uh, award for that movie? That movie, I don't know if it's come out yet. I think, I thought. It might have. I'm not I sure. thought he got like actor of the year for that movie. Well, the, the Oscars haven't happened yet. Hmm. Um. Live Googling no. things. Very professional. Oh, it came out last year, actually. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, it, it was nominated for a Golden Globe, and it won... What did it win? Uh, Best Actor, Will Smith. That's right, yeah. Yep. So, congratulations to one of the greatest actors of our time, Will Smith, for winning that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think that's my serious answer. I don't know if he has any political experience, but... That's my dumb answer. <laughs> Serious answer or dumb answer? Both. Dumb answer is Donald Trump, which (laughs) might turn into a serious answer. Who knows? We'll find out. Uh, Uh, Last question before we end this podcast. If you could go back in time and stop one game from being made, what would it be? Jack and Daxter Lost Frontier without any thought in my mind. I really wish that game just did not exist. I wish I did not get tortured by it. I wish it didn't haunt my mind sometimes. Just thinking back on my favorite series and, oh, yeah, that pops up. Or, you know, having a conversation with someone who knows what I'm talking about. It's like, oh, remember this game? No, no, I don't. I wish you would stop talking about it. I wish you would go away. And I wish we would no longer be talking. <laughs> I really hate that game. I, feel like I hate finally it. found your trigger. It, it's absolutely my trigger. It's... <laughs> the worst thing two years and i finally found it all it took was a podcast (laughs) it only took me putting way too much time to a podcast anyway um, (laughs) i could stop one game from being made i never purchased this game but it hurt me more than i ever thought it could 
Brink. Really? <laughs> yes. Uh, it was a Bethesda title, so obviously that made me expect good things. Every single thing that was shown of that game before release pointed to nothing but positive things. It was a cool game with awesome character creation and like ultimate weapon customization and parkour and first person shooting. And it it was it's the most broken piece of trash the parkour doesn't work. There's no longer any servers for it on the Steam version, so you can't play that game anymore because it's multiplayer only. I never bought it. I was lucky enough to wait until reviews came out before considering mm. buying it. But it was just like the uh, what year did Brink come out in? Um, like twenty eleven. Twenty eleven. You were right. Uh, so I was at the point where I was still like just getting hyped about every single release, and this one especially because that was like same time that Skyrim was like coming out mm. and I was like wow Bethesda can't do anything wrong and then it's just like it's, it's oh, like Bethesda ex- did something wrong <laughs> like, expecting like your little kid and you're expecting if you're under the age of 10 please cover your ears right now uh, you're going to pee at like midnight on Christmas Eve and you see your dad putting presents under the tree yeah that that wow that would be really disappointing yeah I said 10 years and younger. I have no idea what the appropriate age is for telling your kid that Santa isn't real. I was told at a very young age. I figured it out at a youngish age, so. I think I was like four or five. Um, I want to say, oh, wow, you were told at a really young age. Yeah, my sister was told at school, and then they basically just confirmed it to both of us. Gotcha. See, I figured it out when I was, I want to say, nine I was up late one night and I actually heard my parents talking downstairs around midnight, talking about like putting presents at different parts of the tree, and I was like, "Oh, okay." All my fears are confirmed. Um, small side story: when I was in fifth grade in California, um, I had a friend who still very truly believed in Santa Claus, and every year went through went to this website called WhereIsSanta.com, which is like a large Google map with just like arbitrary point on it like this is where Santa is right now <laughs> we uh, yeah, yeah, he was an interesting kid so I'm I'm currently googling at what age you can tell kids that Santa Claus isn't real and um, so some people are saying that you don't have to tell them which is false you do need to tell them because um Turns out they're like 28, have kids. Christmas rolls around. Kids, they've already told them about Santa. They are excited about Santa. Kids are excited about Santa. And nothing happens. I think the main consensus here seems to be like between fourth and fifth grade. Like probably early fourth grade, in my opinion. Because that's yeah. the point where the whole like childlike wonder of life starts going away. Right. And you and start. Cause it, you want you don't want it to ruin it before elementary school because you're still like mm. gonna have a lot of fun with it, but right fifth grade, I don't know if school systems have changed or not, but when I was going for grade school, fifth grade was the last grade before middle school, and you want them to know by then. For me, um, fifth grade was uh, the first grade of middle school. Really? Yeah, 
So it was first, fourth, or first, second, third, and fourth, and then fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, and then high school was ninth, tenth, eleventh, twelfth. Interesting. Yeah, but I noticed that a lot. It's it's uncommon for uh, schools to have fifth grade as a have fifth grade as a uh, middle school grade, which makes sense to me. Um, looking back, but you know. Yeah. All right. Well. That's going to do it for our podcast this week. I'm going to make a few quick announcements. As always, you can find us on twitch.tv slash podcast. There might not be a live podcast next week, depending on whether or not I can figure out my internet situation. However, you can always find the podcast on YouTube. The link for that will be provided on both our Twitter page, which is twitter.com slash podcast, as well as our SoundCloud page, which is soundcloud.com slash podcast. Uh, podcast will usually go up on YouTube on late Monday or Tuesday at noon because I actually have to render them and upload them. Uh, as far as next week goes, we will have a podcast on Saturday, obviously. I will try to do maybe a live stream tomorrow on the channel if I can figure out my internet. Uh, we'll also have a review of Super Galaxy Squadron EX at some point. I did promise them I would do a review of it. so I've never done a review for things, but I'm going to try my best to make it look decent. So look forward to all of that, and I think it's going to do it. Alrighty. So, yeah, if you want to have us answer one of your questions, tweet us at QWERTY Podcast, and we have no standards, so whatever you ask will probably get addressed on the podcast in some way, uh, even if right. I ban you. I've all been right. Nick. I might be Coach. We will see you next Saturday, 10 p.m. Central Time. Goodbye, my friends.